Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello. We're doing a nighttime sesh tonight. Oh my gosh, nighttime sesh. Although maybe when you listen to it, it still will be whenever you listen to a show. But alas... I wonder if we're going to have that what? that late night easy vibes feel because it's Maybe. 8 p.m. and not 10 a.m. Correcto. I yeah, we'll find I don't out. Know. We'll find out as hello, we get hello. into this. How are you? I'm exhausted, dude. This was a day. We went to, a, what do you call it? An amusement park. Kennyville. Ken- no, Kenny Wood. Kenny Wood. Kenny Wood. I, I wrote that. It's Kenny Wood, not Kennyville. Did you know that Kenny Wood has been around for 120 years? It looks it. Was it, right. is it like Dollywood? Uh, well, I don't think so because I would s- assume that Dollywood has Dolly Parton stuff in it. Yeah. Like, I guess the next question I was going to ask is who the fuck is Kenny? Yeah. I don't know who Kenny is. At first, I thought it was Kenny Rogers until you told me it was 100 and something years. I was like, mm. no, 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 120 years old. It's so I actually don't know. I don't know enough to even tell you. You know what? You guys keep talking. I'm going to do a little Google search so I can. You know what, John? You could be right. It could be about Kenny Rogers. They just see him as some kind of like country music prophet that they had um, predicted like Nostradamus predicted Kenny Rogers like Nostradamus predicted the fall of man. Oh, my gosh. So, okay, here's some here's some stuff, guys. So founded in 1898. As a small trolley park near Pittsburgh, then known as Pittsburgh. So funny. So it says, okay, so founded in 1898, and it says a small trolley park near Pittsburgh. And then in parentheses, it says, then known as Pittsburgh without the H. So it was Pittsburgh (laughs) just with the G, not the H at the end of the word. The Monongahela Street uh, Railway Company created Kennywood as a diversion for mill workers and their families. So Kennywood was, um, let's see who it was founded, who it was named for. So it says that it was partially managed by Andrew Mellon. The railway company leased a piece of land from Anthony Kenny that was originally called Kenny's Grove, but was later renamed Kennywood Park by Mellon. So that's why. There you have it. So it's old school, dude. It is so old. Well, see, here's the thing. It's like I started to go to amusement parks when I was in California. So the first amusement parks that I ever went to were Disneyland and Knott's Berry Farm and... What's the other one? I forgot the Raging Raging Waters, which is the water park. Is Knott's Berry Farm like jam? Yes. They used to sell uh, Knott's Berry Farm jam stuff. It was like totally like a farmy thing, but it was very much an amusement park with a theme with a sort of like farmy feel to it. That's kind of fun. And then Six Flags Magic Mountain, which was like the... Six Flags is kind of like where you go to the amusement park when you're a teenager, kind of. It's kind of like first you go to Disneyland, which is when everybody goes, like the family. Then you sort of go to Knott's Berry Farm, and Knott's Berry Farm is kind of like the in-between stage. And then when you go to Six Flags, Six Flags has very little stuff that has to do with little kids. It's mainly adults. High school and, and a, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. So those were the parks that I went to and they were, they're amazing. I mean, they're, they're huge. So when I moved to Pittsburgh and there was this amusement park here, the first time that I ever went was, I think, last year with the girls for the first time. It is a little bit underwhel- underwhelming when you do go to the bigger parks, I have to say. Mm-hmm. But if you've never gone to an amusement park, my girls had never gone to an amusement park, then it's like, kind of exciting so today was their first one ever so yes this is the first park that they've ever gone to i mean this is the second time that they've gone to it but it is the only amusement park ever seen yes that they've ever gone to so they've never gone to like any of the big big ones 
So around these parts, they have probably something similar to Kennywood called Dutch Wonderland, and it's mm. in Lancaster where everything Amish is. Mm-hmm. And it's basically an Amish-themed amusement park, similar no. to what sounds like Knott's Berry Farm. Farm. But it's like surrounded by – but it's like not only that, but when you're done at Dutch Wonderland, you go eat at the Amish farm, and then you buy a quilt, and then you make a chair, and then you go home or whatever, whatever mm. people do yeah, but these are like, well, Knott's Berry Farm is pretty bad. Like, they're huge. Like, they're massive. They're massive parks. All of those. In, in LA, those are massive parks. I mean, you spend the whole day there. We used to go for the day. And we never, we didn't even finish doing all the things uh, whenever we went to those. But Kennywood, you, you definitely can do it pretty quickly. And unfortunately, it was kind of packed. So we spent a lot of time, you know. Online, in line or online, people say that too. How do you say that? I'm really disturbed when people saying like I was online. I say in line. You're not online unless you're on the internet. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I always say in line. And then there's some people who say I was online and I was like, you were in line, right? Not online. Like, why are you saying you're online? Yeah. To park so, your in line, internet correct. online. Yeah. But that I, I've heard people mention like in real life being in a line saying that I was online and I was like, uh, you should ask That's Mignon, weird. but I think that would annoy her as well. Yeah, I'm sure. So, but anyway, uh, there was lots of lines, and I kind of ended up kind of quite uh, tired. Also, for those of you new here, Mignon means Mignon Fogarty, who's yeah. a grammar girl. <laughs> grammar girl. I know. She's from the long-running grammar girl from Quick and Dirty Tips Network. I probably should have so more specific. More specific. I know. Like, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I just wanted to explain Mignon. I just shouldn't be... I shouldn't assume everyone knows Mignon Fogarty is Grammar Girl, but right. she's a she podcaster as well. So anyway, that's what happened with me. But alas, we have to tell people why we are recording in the evening versus the morning. Because what happened this morning, Jessica? Oh, the schmoo got another bug bite on his hand and it swelled up, covered his knuckles and like his hand was hurting. So I gave him Benadryl and then I had to wait all day. Until four o'clock for the friggin' doctor's appointment, only to have them tell me you don't have to bring him in for every bug bite. Well, you know what? I call you at eight thirty to find out if I need to bring him in. I explain the situation. They say, "Yeah, we really got to see it." Then I bring you in to see it, and you tell me I don't need to bring. I, it just makes me crazy. I canceled everything today, yeah. and he was a very good boy until we left the house. But we went. We left the house. I was a little early to the appointment, so we went to the park. We went to the appointment. That this is when things started to go sour. He was so excited to not be in the house anymore that he couldn't stop talking to everyone. And he walks up right to the desk. I'm here for a bug bite, Isaac Kupferman. <laughs> and then like walks away and starts playing with some other stuff. And then we go back there and he's asking the nurse what her middle name is. And can he look in her ears? And what does this do? What does this do? What does this do? What does this do? And uh, then the doctor, I mean, the doctor had a, he could, literally neither of us could get a word in edgewise with him. And we leave and we go to Marshall's, same thing. Only now in Marshall's, he's getting rammy. He wants this toy and that toy and this toy and that toy. And he's spitting. Oh. And he's and then he argued with me because we went to go look choose his size. Because I was killing time till dinner now, till Scott gets home. And we were going to go to Bertucci. So he sees a pair of Crocs. Now, in his daycare class, there's only two or three boys there at a time. And a class full of like 20 women. So na- it's only natural for him to pass a pair of pink Crocs in his size and demand them. And I was like, and I was really, you know, and I was like sitting there torn. You know, like, there's another family like ch- um, checking, you know, checking out shoes with their kid. And I was like, Isaac, I know you want, I need the Crocs. Everybody has Crocs but me. And I was like, right, but they're pink. I don't care. I love them. I love pink. Pink's my favorite color. And I was like, and I look at the dad and the family and I go, Please tell him why he can't have the pink Crocs. And he, the guy's like, dude, man, you don't want those. <laughs> and I was like, I do want them. I do. And he was like, pink's for girls. Sorry. And he was like, okay. But I mean, I said it 18 times. But I was really torn. Like, shouldn't I just buy them for him? Like, who the fuck cares? But I didn't want, like, other parents to think I'm pushing him to be gay. You know, it's complicated. Oh I don't care God. that he's gay. I don't care that he wears pink. I don't care. And I've never cared. Nathan used to come with Emily and I on manicures and I would paint some of his fingers or toes, whatever he wants. You know, I don't care. 
I don't care if they're gay. I don't care if they're straight. I don't care if they're. Tra- I don't care. But like, he's only three and a half, and I. <sighs> there's no reason why he can't just be with his, like his classmates. It's just silly. If people stare, who the fuck cares? I should have just bought right. him for him, maybe. Yeah, like, you just talked yourself out of this whole thing, and I have uh, to tell you that I'm right, you though, cannot, right? I should have just bought it you, for him. You have, yeah, you have got like if you whatever. Like, there's going to be a point when he's going to make those decisions. Meaning that he's going to develop the extra layer of what society tells him he's supposed to or not be able to do. I know. I was really close to buying them, Elsie, but I just, I punked out at the last minute because I was panicking a little. I was just a little panicked at like the whole process of going through the store with them, checking out with them, or him wanting to wear them. I don't know. Like, there's no reason why I should care, except I just don't want to have to answer. It's just stupid. The more I talk about it, the stupider it sounds. There's no reason why I shouldn't just buy yeah. it for him. I have to agree. I agree, dude. Because it's like here. Here's the thing. It's like there's there's been a little there's a little boy who um is the son of uh, we go to this incredible gymnastics uh like school and that's where we go do like a a, a a parents night out and all that kind of stuff. And then she's got these two boys. One of the boys is I think he's now almost four years old, and he loves wearing dresses like he loves wearing dresses and he's got like long like curly blonde hair yeah but he's in in no way like the, the what i love about him is that he is so he is such a boy like you could like with and all the way that he moves around and he's really into his body and he's just all the things that little boys are oh, yeah boys but are he's just, just boys yeah but he just loves to wear these gigantic dress like long dresses too and and he throws a fit if he can't wear them and his mom's like all right you know it's like and, and literally most people kind of go like oh what's going on here because he's very much just all the things in one package but you can you know that he fully loves to be whatever it is that he wants to be and his mom's like just whatever just put him out there you know what i think i'm gonna go back and get them because you're right i mean you're actually talking to someone who once convinced another parent to let their teenage boy wear their clothes to see if they were really like the the kid was like i don't know he just kept getting caught with like girls wearing girls underwear and so you know finally he was just like you know i just would like to see if this is what i am or not and if you would help me it would be great and and she was like i don't know what to do i'm like put him in the damn dress what can it hurt you're at your house let him wear one of your dress let him see if he likes it the kid was like 15 They'll make the choice. There's no, there, there's already. But also, it's not a tragedy. I mean, I don't no, know. it's I, not. I, I don't know. Like, I you know, Hunter, I'm like, go I mean, get him for him. and I think for little girls, it might be a little bit different sometimes. Like, Hunter decided she's really sad about the state of girls' clothing, you know, in you like the girl, in the girls' enough? area. No, it's just not what she wants. Like, the styles are lame. So anyway, oh. she, we were at Target with my with my mom, and she was like, "I want some pajamas," and we're like, "Okay, cool." So we went to the pajamas section, and there was not one set of pajamas she wanted. So we went over to the boys section, and she fell in love with these Minecraft pajamas that are like totally gigantic for her because the, you know boy sizes are slightly bigger, and she's a petite little girl too. Like she is actually kind of smaller for her age, so she has these like giant like you know Minecraft pajamas that are totally like not what you would imagine but she loves them so much for her because I you know I was like but she loves them and I just think like she can wear whatever she wants even this she just bought a sweatshirt in the boy section again because girl sweatshirts are not very utilitarian no and she not. wanted something that was warm and fuzzy and thick with a big hood and that's not what happens with girls clothing girls clothings are lame so she went and it's real. It's a great sweatshirt too. I was like, my God, that's a really awesome sweatshirt. Where'd you get it? Um, she came back and, w- but what all I'm getting to is that they will tell you what they want. May May has always been like that too. She prefers things that are kind of more gender neutral than, and then when she wants to wear a dress, she wears one. And then when she doesn't, she does that. Like all her Halloween costumes, May May is always wearing something that is totally gender neutral, at least for people to see. Like she was, um, yeah. You know, like, what is the last thing that she was dressed in? Oh, she was one of the Paw Patrols. She was um, the, the one that dressed in blue. 
I, yeah. I don't know what his name That's is. That's different. I mean, yes. Isaac always wants to dress up as one of the um, PJ masks, and they're all different animals. It doesn't matter. I don't care if girl or boy. I don't care. It was just their bright pink crop. You know, who cares? It's just stupid. I mean, Emily used to do the same thing as Hunter. She shopped in both sections. She didn't give a shit. Some days she wanted to be frilly and dressy, and some days she wanted to wear. I mean, and actually, she did this her entire, from Hunter's age on. All, the entire store was at her mercy. Like men's clothes, women's clothes, girls' clothes. Well, like she didn't care if it's what she wanted to wear, she put it on. Now take that for what it's worth. She did turn out to be bi or gay or whatever she was, but whatever. I'm just saying, like I don't care. But the thing is, we are the ones that are assigning the colors to the gender. We're the ones that are doing that. I know. I shouldn't have done. That. I know. I know. Does that? I ta- you're right. I, you heard me talk myself right out of it. I'm just going right. to go and get them for him because it's right across. You know, Marshall's right across the street. Right. You definitely can't work on the way there. No, you can't work. <laughs> <laughs> it is but, right across the street. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was a mistake. So anyway, so then we went to Bertucci's where he stood up the whole time. And was yelling and talking to his food and about his food to anyone who would walk by. And by the time we were sitting down to eat, I had basically heard enough of his voice to last me the rest of my natural life. And then I was like, Scott finally got there. And I was like, you're up, buttercup. And then that's when you were like, can you record tonight? And I'm like, yes, for three hours. (laughs) I want to talk to somebody else. Oh my god! But here, but here, let me just vent for a second. Yeah. Not that I, not that I'm not married to a saint, right? Okay, because we all know that he married me, so therefore he's a saint. So yes. agreed. We get home, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll. Uh, you can record if you want to." And we get home, like I'll put him in the shower, and then I'll put him, to, you know, and then we'll get ready, and it'll be pr- fine. I'm like, great. So I feel like this is understood territory. So it's seven o'clock. We come upstairs. He starts to get in the shower, and I'm like, all right, so I'll see you guys later. And he goes, well, wait, what time are you recording? And I'm like, in about a half hour. And he goes, oh, well, when are you going to be done? And I was like, probably 8.30. And he goes, oh, so I have to put him to bed again? Because we switch. We, mm, we, right, we switch right, off. Right, I'm like, right. did you just ask me to put him to bed? I'm like, it's your turn. He goes, well, it's not your turn, because I did it last night, and I was in there until 9.30. He wouldn't go to bed last night. And I was like, I was just with him for the last 10 fucking hours. I think you can handle it. And I left. (laughs) I mean, honestly, well, I mean, way to get stuck in like the whole whose turn it is. It's your fucking turn because I rearranged my life today. That's why it's your turn. Because I I don't like either one of you now. That's why. Go away. Well, there's a point, though. Like, so yesterday, just to kind of bring this back slightly to podcasting. I had to do that um, pod- San Francisco podcast meetup thing that they they had me come in virtually to talk about how to grow podcasting, which was super, super fun. And I was all excited because I'm here in Pittsburgh, except that their meetup was at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Okay. Therefore, you know, I had to be ready at 10. So I said, Rand, do you think that you can, you know, you put the girls to sleep and then, you know, when I'm done... They are essentially, they should be asleep because they generally go to sleep at 10. Like we, we start the bedtime thing at around nine o'clock. By 10 o'clock, usually my children and myself are asleep. Yeah. Right? Right. So, okay. So I'm like, can you do that? And he's like, sure. No problem. So he came up into the bedroom like at around 945 and essentially everything was done. All he needed to do was just kind of hang out with them for a little bit. They'll fall asleep. I'm going to go do my thing. I'm going to be done. I'm just going to come back upstairs and crawl into the bed and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I come back, um, went a little over. So I ended up coming upstairs at around 1130. I opened the door. <laughs> Ran is asleep because I opened the door and he woke up when I opened the door. Both girls were asleep. I mean, awake. What? Yeah. Oh, and so, so and angry. so and so so he gets up like half like groggy and stuff and he leaves the bedroom. And then I come back and I'm like, why are you guys still awake? Yeah. And he was leaving. <laughs> Dude, I'd be so mad. How are you not so mad? <laughs> and I was like, why are you? And then Maymay's like, because I was hot, mom. It's so hot. And I was like, Aww. you guys, it's 1130. It's like an yeah. hour and a half after your bedtime. What was happening up here this whole time? <laughs> yeah. What so, happened? I don't know. And so there's times where I'm like, oh. Well, that would make me so angry. But see, now the difference between Randy and Scott is that Scott, Randy would wake up and go, I'm not sleeping. Scott would be like, I'm not sleeping. Because <laughs> he does this to me every night. 
every night he dozes in front of the television, starts to snore, and then I'm like, why don't you go to bed? You're tired. He goes, no, I'm not. I'm wide awake. I'm like, no, you're fucking not. I'm staring at you with your eyes closed. I'm listening to it. No, you're not. You can't listen over your own damn mouth. Let's go. <laughs> it doesn't make no sense to me. Ugh. Scott would totally deny. I didn't fall asleep. They were asleep just a second ago. Yeah, yeah, okay. The the other thing he also does is like when 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 he was still wearing diapers, anytime I would come home, not Scott, Isaac, not yeah yeah Scott doesn't wear diapers. Yeah, Isaac. Anytime I would come home from anywhere and Scott was watching them, Isaac would need a diaper, and I never said I never gave him shit about. It. I never did anything. All I would do is say I would pick him up, say hi, and go. Does he need his diaper change? And Scott would go. I just did it. He said it every time. How is it that every time he just did it? I'm like, you just did it when? Two hours ago? You just did it 15 minutes ago? Did you just throw the other one away? How just did it? Did you just do it? Like, like he's such a denier. Where at least, at least Randy's just like, night hon, and then just leaves. Like, that, I like that. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah, there's no denying. It was own like. Own your business. <laughs> yeah. Own your business. Just own your business. Don't play a game with me. I can't. I'd rather him just be like, eh, I fucked up. Whatevs. <laughs> you know, because who cares? Who cares? Oh, my God. I, that's so true. It is. It's so. Oh. Would you Would you rather Randy have woken up and been like, they were asleep five minutes ago? No. Yeah. Because that, that's. But but, but I have so to now say. Now you're just angry and irritated. Right. Yeah. And actually, he would have. Not, that's so anti him. Like, he's just such a truth teller. Like, it's totally like. He that's just, actually you. That is you're me. You're the one that's you, more I, likely to exactly. be like, they were just asleep. You are correct. I, I Yes. <laughs> I, that is me. He would never do that. He's just, that's just not his yeah. thing. He's just super like truthful and I totally straight up. Either. And, I, I never yep. would either. I'd be like, yeah, I was bye, asleep. Bye, I fucked up. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. Anyway. Um, but before, here, hold on. Before we move into the news, but I have to do this because I haven't done this and I have been very kind. I, I feel a little bit guilty now, slightly on the disrespectful side. So I have to give you guys a goat. Uh, update because the last time that I spoke about the goats, my pine, my my little boy pine was having some serious urinary problems and I was very Aww. upset. I thought he was going to die. Mm-hmm. And that's the last we spoke about it. And this was like months ago. And I keep getting tweets from people wondering where the goat, how the goat is. And I, and I keep forgetting to update y'all about this. Yeah. So, so how's your goat? How's all right. Pine? So I actually don't know because they went well, to a babysitter. No, because I'm just sharing so that people understand that I, they will get more. So essentially he made it. The thing is, the last time that I talked about my goats, I said, I don't know if he's going to make it. The end. And I All never right. yeah, that's mentioned right. it again. You're right. Aww. So I am saying Pine is alive. Both of them. Pine and Bucky are happy. They're alive. They're thriving. They're at their babysitters. And the babysitters is like an open field where they get to play outside and they're being taken care of really well. So they are fine. The th- the only thing, the reason is that I don't know anymore is because we haven't seen them since we left in mid-June. We're going to be going back to North Carolina um, by the time you guys hear this, we will already be in North Carolina, and then we are going to get the babies back. So that's when I'm going to see them, and then I'll be able to share more about my goats and all that stuff. But I just wanted to give a quick update to, to let, let everybody know, Pine is fine, and so is Bucky. Both of the boys are fine. They're, I just haven't seen them, and he survived and all the stuff. So there you have it. The end. Thank you. I feel so much better now. Okay, I know. Yeah. I know. Everybody, yes, sleepless. It's been a sleepless right. summer. <laughs> Not going to lie. I've been, I've been agonizing over it. <laughs> All right. Can we move into some news now? The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. Are you ready to rock? Yes. Let's do this. You have some weird ass news. Okay. So. Here is the headline. Host launches podcast to defend road rage charges. What? It's from Radio Inc. who reported back in June that WGOW Chattanooga host Jeff Stiles was charged with aggravated assault and vandalism after he was shot when he approached a vehicle with a tomahawk <laughs> in a road rage incident. His case has been referred to a grand jury, but now in a new podcast on his website, 
Jeff Stiles says he was stalked, terrorized, and shot while acting in self-defense. The website that hosts the podcast is called The Mind-Blowing Truth Stranger Than Fiction Ground by Gears of Legal, Not Justice System. Talk Radio's Jeff Stiles' story, stalked, terrorized, shot, then stripped of victim status. That's the name of the podcast? All of those words? That's the name of the website. Oh, okay. Wait, still though. The mind-blowing truth, stranger than fiction, ground by gears of legal, not justice system. That makes no, that's a long title. Hold on. (laughs) Well, his podcast is on jeffstylesamerica.com. Okay. Maybe they misprinted where the website was. Oh, that's the title of it. My God. So he started a, is this a whole separate podcast just about this? I guess. I think it's just a. Yeah. Is that bonkers or what? That is really bonkers. What I, I'm so confused by... I think it's brilliant. If you have charges against you... Start a Why podcast? not just start it? Yes. All of the things that you're guilty of will just immediately go away. Why didn't I think of that? Well, because I don't have charges against me, for starters. Right. But if I did, that's where I'm headed first. Right to the mic. Oh my God, this is super, I mean, super interesting. I mean, literally, that is the name. Like, you guys, you guys have to go to the website. So it's jeffstylesamerica.com, which is what Jess just said. And literally, right at the top of the page, it says, Talk Radio's Jeff Styles story stalks, terrorized, shot, then stripped of victim status. Mind-blowing truth, stranger than fiction, ground by gears of legal, not justice system. <laughs> what the heck? That is a title and a half. By the way, that goes against best practices for titles, just so you know. <laughs> Alas, though, his podcast is really just the Jeff Style story. It could happen to you. But it hasn't because it's the Jeff Style story. That's right. Not the Elsie Escobar no. story. Correct. Just correct. Government story. And I have to say that that picture that is at the top of the page, you guys are going to have to go see this website like right away. He looks like he's that. It looks like that's like a mugshot of some kind. Doesn't it? He does not look particularly... That's not a very good shot. He's not a happy chap. No. <laughs> he's not a happy chap at all. No. Not, no, not at all. He's not a happy chap. That is what we, those of us in the radio biz like to call an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, anyway, well, that's really interesting. Oh, and then he has a tomahawk. You're right. And so... Oh my, dude, he is literally, he says my defensive weapon explained and there's a huge tomahawk. Now I'm going to have to listen because what? This is very strange. exciting stuff. Oh my God. Anyway, that is some pretty weird ass news. (laughs) Thanks for sharing. Yeah, that's some podcast news you can't live without. (laughs) On to the next thing. (laughs) So, you know, this is just a commentary and I guess it's kind of news in podcasting, kind of, sort of, and kind of being a little, a a slightly judgy. So I am going to out myself. Slightly judgy. I'm a little judgy. Get your notes out because when Elsie gets judgy. Yeah, I'm a little, a little it's judgy. All on the table. Because, you know, our friend over at Nick Qua from Hot Pod, and I'm saying our friend as if he really cares about us at all. He does but not. he does not. Just so you guys know, he does not care. He does not care about us at all. So here's the interesting thing. It's like, you know, there he has a, a weekly newsletter. You guys can subscribe to it. He's a very good writer. I, I give him that. He's very good. I, I do love the way that his mind works. It's it's always very entertaining. Um, and I think that one of the reasons that I get so judgy is because I'm like, he just like leaves a lot of stuff out that I think that he should definitely cover. And I think into some degree, indie podcasters, I could see how he could look us over and kind of look down his nose at us because we don't really matter. I could, I, I could get that. I, I understand that. All right. But dude, we had podcast movement that just went down, right? Right. It before- is the biggest event yes. <laughs> of the year yeah and and of the podcasting industry and mind you it almost doubled in size like last year i I, these are crazy numbers guys sorry podcast movement jan and Derek. i don't know if i got the 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 right numbers here you totally just called them jan and (laughs) Derek. that was amazing go ahead (laughs) dan sorry dan and jared i think you just shipped them (laughs) <laughs> you totally did ship them. That's sorry, right. guys. I'm so sorry. That's what <laughs> happens late night. It's what happens That's late hilarious. night. Anyway, but I think that the like last year it was somewhere around 1,200 people there. And this year it was like 2,600 or something along those lines. I mean, that's more than double of what it was. And 
the yeah. like the amount I mean, so there's the amount of people, but also the type of people that attended was the most diverse that I've ever seen. And I'm not just talking about race, you know, race diversity. I'm talking about like from people who just started their podcast, don't have a podcast to like some of the like Apple, like Apple was there. (laughs) Like we we had all kinds of people, all the procasters were there. All of commercial radio was there. I mean, there were so many different layers of the people all like App developers were there. Um, audio engineers were there. Uh, all the people who are, who are creating new DAW, like, you know, all kinds of things to, for new recording stuff. I mean, all of the people. And Nick essentially said, Hey guys, I'm not going to podcast movement this year, which is fine. I totally understand. I mean, that's, that happens, right? Our life gets in the way. So he didn't go. Understandable. But then he never even mentioned it afterwards. Like he never even said. He doesn't have like a, like a away reporter or anything. No. Like a, yeah. Like zero. And then what he did report was Third Coast Festival, or I think I don't know. It's well, coming up. And let me look at that one. And so I was like, "Do you not?" I mean, there was a lot of stuff that well, went first down. First of all, Third Coast movement. isn't until October fourth. Yeah. So that's what he reported on. Well, it's not. It hasn't happened yet. I know, but all I'm saying is. That that's what he mentioned. Like he never once. I think what you're saying is it's irresponsible to ignore the biggest event in yes. podcasting if Correct. you are a podcast quote journalist. Unquote. Yes, absolutely. Especially with the way that it shifted and changed, because I know that he was in Chicago for sure. I don't know if he went to L.A. I have no idea. But I do know he was there in Chicago, which was a different event. Like if you were to qualify podcast movement in Chicago versus podcast movement in Philly, even though there was a lot of the same things because it is mm-hmm. podcast movement, mm-hmm. it has absolutely evolved into something of course, more, much bigger, just more in all ways, in all things. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was just a little, I was like, I cannot believe he never even mentioned it. Like yeah, like not even to say, wow, it doubled. You know what I mean? Even that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so anyway, I just think, I, I don't know. I'm, and, and it's not about indie podcasters. This is about the entire industry. There were conversations happening in uh, about the entire industry there that don't happen in other, in other places. So anyway, I just thought I'd just comment slightly judgy, and I understand he may not necessarily care about us, but as an industry, I do believe that it matters. Absolutely, it matters, and it deserves to be covered. I think you're right. Can I be a little judgy myself here? Sure. Because there was a guy, his name's uh, Greg Opie Hughes. He was part of the Opie and Anthony show. He was syndicated. He was a big deal. He got fired from Sirius. Now he has his own podcast with Westwood One. And yes. he was there, and yes. he was, well, and he was doing his podcast from there. He's like, I don't understand these podcasters. There's all these podcasters here. Nobody's podcasting. And see what happens is he doesn't understand how podcasting works. Usually, right. when he would go to an event like that, they would have a radio row and they would right. all broadcast from there. But we're there just to network and do it. So he didn't have no understand. So he's walking around with a H4N recorder in the middle of. All that chaos, and he's recording. You can barely understand him because of the background noise. It's the worst podcast I've ever heard. Sound quality. He has no idea how. I, I can't believe a guy that has made that much money in radio, that has made, <laughs> been in the industry that much, cannot podcast. I mean, I love it and hate it all at the same time for the simple fact that he has no clue, and he's walking around judging. And I'm like, dude, if I put a podcast out like that, I would take my recorder and smash it with a hammer. <laughs> well, you know what, though, John? I mean, I have to say that there were times when that did happen. Like, those were some of the, the most fun uh, podcast episodes that I really got hooked on some shows, like the MacCast. Um, Adam Christensen used to do this incredible, like when there was um, Mac World. Mac World was a an all-Mac conference that used to go down 
near and around San Francisco back in the day. It was actually where all of the it's kind of like podcast movement, but for just for Mac people. And so they would all show up in one place, all the developers, all of the all of the podcasters and all that stuff. And then what Adam would do is he would go up and down the show floor and he would interview all of the app people that were there, all the people who had new apps, all the people that had new stuff that they were showing, all the Mac bags, all of the things. And he would record everybody. But those were my favorites. And the show and the quality was really great. It's just that I but I understand what you're talking about, John. Those shows are a lot more like the NAB show where broadcasters are expected to be broadcasting. But podcast movement is much more about I mean you are you do yeah, but also people are so like, I don't know. I, I wonder if it's also quality of broadcast too. Like we don't have the same kind of equipment. So we maybe we can't, we're afraid to not make as nice of a podcast as we can when we have our whole setup. I don't know. But um, he's, I mean, Opie kind of does have a point, but I'm just saying back Wait. to Qua though, back to Nick Qua. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a reason why he's not mentioning it or not acknowledging it. Or not paying attention to it because literally, I should not, gotta stop saying literally, but everyone else seems to be there. There's not one company in the industry I can think of that wasn't there. So it doesn't even make sense that he wouldn't be there just to do his own research and interviewing and whatever else. However, I do want to ask you this though, and I don't claim to be a journalist, so it could be a different situation, but. If for some reason I secretly or openly felt like I shouldn't support that event, even though everyone else does, would you expect me to still go and pretend hmm. whether whether I was a journalist or not? I mean, the, on the one hand, That's true. Kind of- you're, no, you're right. You're right. I think, you know what? On the one hand, you're, you're right. Maybe if he's just like whatever and he doesn't. Isn't that his job, though? I mean, maybe he doesn't well, like that's it. The and thing maybe... is, you're supposed to have the story. Yeah, get the story. it's the story. I mean, you have to report the on the story. story. Yeah. You don't have to glow and kafal over podcast movement, but you got to cover it at least or mention it. Mention, I know, and I think that that's what it was. It was. It wasn't necessarily that I wanted like a play by play from Nick Qua on what happened on podcast movement. A podcast movement like that's not what I. I was expecting. Yeah, and I'm not, and I'm making a lot. I have no idea right. how he feels about podcast movement. But the answer is, yeah, you kind of would. You kind of would expect me to go. You can't say you're the owner of a newspaper and then not talk about Donald Trump because you don't like him. If that's the case, right? You can't just not. You first of all, you can't just not report on the president. Period. For whatever reason, you can't be sick that day. You can't get a, you know, you're a journalist. You have a paper. That's what you report on. You don't like it, don't have a paper. Right. And I think you're right. I mean, well, see, oh, so, so for sure. So what I would have expected was something along the lines of giving essentially the most specific, non-unbiased facts about the event. You know, podcast movement went down on these dates, August twenty third to twenty sixth. Here's or, yeah. the website. Here's Anything. the website. Yeah, something like that. But even after the event, like I was saying, like it looks like attendance doubled this year. These people showed up, and it looked like it got a lot of coverage. You know, even if it was something like that. If you guys want to check it out, here's what went down. Here's a write up. Somebody else covered it. Here's the link. I agree. I think like, it's irresponsible. Like that. Like it I think it's like- irresponsible to not mention it. I mean, regardless of the reason, it makes him look petty and yes, less credible by not reporting on it at all. I don't think it's a good move. I mean, I'm sure that it's not going to hurt his career in any way, and I'm sure he knows that. But for all of us who are judging him on the inside, <laughs> it's petty, dude. That's not yeah, cool. That's we it like you, petty. but that's kind of petty. Right. Yeah. And it's like, even if you couldn't go, if it's not because you don't like them and it is because you couldn't go, say something. Right. Still not cool. Right. Absolutely. Silly. Just, just because of the, yeah, no, I, I I agree. I agree. And there's, I mean, there's other people who did a really wonderful job. I mean, you know, there was a lot of different types of coverage for the event and there were a lot of really interesting conversations and analysis that you could take to your own 
neck of the woods that has to do with this wonderful audio industry that we are working in right now, right? So there's lots of conversations that I think we can all participate in. And there are all these little factions that happen to actually have been together at that time. And that actually made me really happy. So I don't want to just keep talking about podcast movement now because we'll never end. And it's been like It literally can never end. It literally can never end. Okay. The next thing is about listeners. And I thought this was a really interesting article in Rain News um, on the first. So yeah, we've been avoiding it for some reason. But <laughs> um, and and actually, this was, I believe, it was presented at Podcast Movement. Sorry, PM. We don't want to talk about them anymore. But right. by um, Tom, forget his name. Webster, from dude. Edi- thank you, Todd Webster from Edison Research, who did some surveying of non-podcast listeners, and I just thought the results were really interesting. So. People who don't listen to podcasts, 37% don't understand what a podcast is. Now, this, again, it's not the entire country, but just the percent of all the people who don't listen, 37% of those people don't listen because they don't understand. 48% don't listen because they're not sure how. And 65% of them say there are so many, they don't know where to start. Now, if you are listening to this and you have a podcast, you inevitably have heard this almost every time you tell someone you have a podcast. One of those things. Mm-hmm. What is a podcast? Oh, you know, I've always wanted to listen to one, but there's just so many. I, I don't even know where to start. So we, so this is what's called real or perceived listening barriers. Um, 80% of people, oh my God, 80% of people don't think they have a podcast app on their phone. They didn't even know they had it. And 62% say listening can use up too much of their data plan. Yep. These are all, this is such wonderful <sighs> research. I love all of these things. And that's actually, it's what I talked about in the San Francisco podcast meetup about growing podcasting. Yeah. yeah that's why I wanted to bring it up because I thought if anyone would could speak to it and how to fix it, it would be LC Escobar. Yeah, well, I know. And I think that that's, that is something that at, th- at this point in time, it's something that we really do need to think about. We have, we are right now continuing to market to the existing pool of people who are listening to podcasts, right? So we kind of take it for granted. Like you're listening and then our listeners know what to do. And we go like, oh my God, our latest episode is up and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But we don't really ever look outside of that. I, I, And again, I, I actually wrote another article, hopefully it's coming out soon. And part of this is is the fact that we need to have a little bit of that education ourselves, like we need to take it on. And there's a, a variety of ways to do it. And one of them for me is about being able to help people understand when to listen to podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the time, um, there they can be a solution that uh, to a problem that somebody is having versus you should listen to podcasts. Like, let's say um, somebody who doesn't listen to podcasts is having a really hard time with their toddler or mm-hmm. is, 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 you know, having a, a, you know, going through a divorce or something like that. And they feel really alone and they don't really know how they're going to get through it or something like that. Instead of me saying something like, you should listen to podcasts. <laughs> I yeah. can just go, I literally can say, oh my gosh, I just heard this incredible conversation between so-and-so and so-and-so and they really, it's like the story from this woman is amazing. Here, let me show you how you how you can get it. So yeah. I'm not necessarily telling her to listen to the podcast. I'm literally just giving her the solution to the problem, which is solved in as a podcast. Yeah. And that's an easier way to get in there. Um, I, my kids having a hard time falling asleep or like the sleep with me podcast, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm having a hard time sleeping. Have you ever tried listening to this and just present yeah. it as a solution versus the totality of telling people, well, podcasts are these things that you can really, you download, you subscribe to them and you do this. No, you just give it, you just give, give it to them. It's like a, like when somebody has been talking about trauma, like one book that, um, has continually came into my, uh, people are telling me you should read this book. Um, it's called The Body Keeps the Score. And it's an amazing book about, about trauma, but like that's a solution to a, a very big problem <laughs> that a lot of us yeah. have. But it doesn't necessarily matter if it's somebody giving it to me as an actual book or a Kindle book or an audio book. It's still the same solution to the problem. And that is step number one, right? So that's how. 
anyway, that's just, I could keep talking about this stuff, but I think you guys need to think about this data and not like think about who it, who else is going to solve this problem, but for you to be aware of the behavior that's going on around you to see if there are any places in there where you can really start to build what I call a listening culture around podcasting. So. Yay. Thank Yay. you. You are so welcome. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, she's gone off into like, the, she's riding the horse right into this. <sighs> Where am I? What will planet never is this? Stop. Okay. Off we go. Let's move into some tool tips because I want to talk about this. We have some cool ass tool tips. Tool you can tips. go first. So. Okay. Elsie's tool tips. This is a super easy tool tip, dudes and ladies and dudes. Dudes is everybody to me. So dudes, y'all. Dudes. Just so you know. It's because I'm trying to be more gender Neutral. sensitive. Yes. Dude, I don't say guys and I don't say ladies anymore. Even though I know I'm talking to a bunch of guys or a bunch of ladies, I do not say it. Instead, because I am a hick, Peeps. I've decided to say y'all. I say y'all all the time also. Y'all is better than addressing your entire audience as you guys or you or ladies and gents or whatever. I'm trying to be more sensitive about it. And I know there are people, I mean, I don't know that there are people that follow me that have they, them pronouns, but I want to make sure that if they, they are, ever are, that those people don't feel like I'm being callous about how I address my audience. Now, if I was from Connecticut, I probably couldn't get away with y'all. So just quickly, what else could people say if they don't want to be like peeps, <laughs> listeners, peeps, peeps, peeps. That's what I say. Hey, peeps. So, <laughs> hey, folks, folks is another. Yeah, folks is great. Folks is probably good. Okay, like go, ahead, go ahead. All right. Anyway, folks. So um, <laughs> this is this is coming from a, the latest update to the Spotify app on your phone. So this is the Spotify app on your phone, either for Android or iOS. I have not verified the Android version, but I'm I'm kind of speaking out of turn here. So if there are any Android users, please correct me if I am wrong. But now there's this really cool functionality. If your show is on Spotify, you can go and share your show directly into Instagram stories. So if you go inside of your show, you can, I know it's so cool. If you go inside of the show itself, you can share the show. So what that happened, and there's a little button on the right hand side, like those little three they're kind of like a three little button thingy. You press it in there and it opens up another way to share in all of these different places, a contextual menu kind of thing. And that gives you the opportunity to share to Instagram stories. And so what it does is it automatically just does what it would do, what you would imagine it to do. It actually opens up Instagram and it has this sort of like um, image of your show or an episode, so you can share an, a show or a specific episode. And right at the top left is a hyperlink so that when somebody is listening inside or like looking at your Instagram story and they tap on the top left that you shared from Spotify, it immediately takes them to their Spotify app to the specific episode that you shared or to your show. So, and this is super, super, I mean, in terms of what we were just talking about, about people not knowing how to listen to a show or um, that it's hard, I don't know where to start. And this actually takes all of that out of the way. You (laughs) You can literally just say, listen to the button, press the button here. And then it like, let's say you as a listener, listen to a show that helped you do something or whatever. You know what I mean? That was one of the best shows that you've ever heard. You found a conversation super inspiring. You as a listener can actually share that to your Instagram story. So it's not really just a a marketing tactic for us as podcasters. It really is a wonderful way for your listeners to share your show with somebody else. Super easy. And they can share with their people and say, oh my gosh, I just heard the latest episode from whoever that you love. And you guys need to listen, tap right up there. So it's, I I love this. It's so easy and it just removes so much friction. So that's my tool tip for this time. I thought it was super cool. I saw it as soon as it was available. I started using it. It's such a good way to share your new episodes, especially, I mean, I've actually, maybe you've noticed and maybe you haven't, started to use Instagram a lot more, especially the stories. I'm trying to work up the nerve to like do like a, a show on a regular basis. I'm not sure if it would be like IGTV or 
anyway, I'm just, I can't figure it out, but I'm just playing with it so I can work up the B-A-S-S. It's awesome. Because I always, I kind of forget sometimes to share my episodes and then I'm like, it's too late. I don't know where to put it. So now I can just be like, hey, you guys, guess what? what? Everything I just said was completely incoherent. I apologize. Just thought. <laughs> oh my God. Should I throw that out there? At least I know that it was and I'm owning up to it. Dotes. 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 <laughs> so sorry. I was just trying to agree and I got excited and then I made no sense. So I apologize. Cool. Moving on. Um, the next tool tip is something that was reported today in Pod News by James Cridland. If you don't know Pod News, go to podnews. Podnews.net. Thank you. Podnews.net and sign up. It's amazing. Oh, anyway. And, and wait, wait, wait. He showed up to Podcast Movement. He covered Podcast Movement. He flew from across the, he the world. He did, sweetheart. He, he was in a different did. continent and he came. Just saying. He okay, go ahead. Certainly did. He did. That's true. He's he's the Brit. He's a Brit, right? Mm, I think that he's not. I think it's Australia. I may be wrong. James, I'm so sorry. I don't know where you're from. I don't know, but he's not from here. We know that. <laughs> uh, which made it sound like an alien. Didn't mean that either. Okay, so Podkite is a new. How do they call it? And it is market intelligence for the podcast industry. All of your podcasts ranks and reviews in one place. So you start typing, you go to podkite.com, start typing in your podcast. You can only track one for free right now. And they don't have the ability for you to go premium yet. So pick one wild light or, or use a different email address. But I typed in our podcast. I got our rank and I open it and then it, it like pulls it up. And here we have... We are number 28 in Apple Podcast Canada under technology and podcasting. Ooh, we're fancy in Canada. Should we move there? We are. Yes, we are number 64 in the U.S. under technology podcasting. We are 145. Wait, 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 wait. What number are we in? In, in where in the U.S.? 64. <gasps> I just got the feed and the feed is 65. So she Shut your hole. That is incredible. I know. No way. Yes. Really? How about that? I know. That's freaking crazy. Yeah, I know. That was insane. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? We are 145 in the UK in tech. This is all technology podcasting. So I'm going to stop saying it. We're not, we are 153 in Germany, 155 in France, but 54 in Brazil. Oh my God. We are so fancy. The feed does not rank like that at all. We are so we are far above the feed. We far. are? Yes, yes. Well, we are very cool. Now, yes, we are very I, cool. I I I'm not seeing Google Podcasts right now. Maybe I have to select a category, but I can't seem to pull it up. And and I mean, it's still wonky. It just launched today. So like Let's not all get crazy. But right. I thought it was cool. It also gives that's you so the fun. reviews and you can like copy and paste. Oh, so you don't nice. have to it's pretty nice and it's free for your one podcast. So go to podkite.com, stick it in. That's what she said. Or type it. <laughs> or type or type it and um and see what you get. It's pretty cool, yo. I'm excited. I you can't love check it. on anybody else's just yours. So now I wonder what do you have to do to rate? What do you mean to rate? To like rate in the damn thing so that you could find your stinking show. Mm, I see. I don't know. Well, because here's the thing. Like, she podcasts. Like, I refreshed and then it came up. But so let me try again. So what are the trending lines? Because there's a trending. There's a top ranking trending thingy majigger. Like, there's like. Because like the, the feed is trending down. Uh-oh. For, <laughs> for United <laughs> States technology. The feed is trending down for the United States technology thingy. It's got a red button. Ours is at 326. I don't know. It's complicated, right? Like we, we're not sure how to use it. Here's what I do know. It's ranking all the shows, unlike PodTrack, which only ranks whatever you put in PodTrack and then has the balls to publish an industry report telling you what the top 20 shows are. Right. But it's not the top 20 shows. It's only the top 20 shows in PodTrack. It drives me crazy. Yeah, it's At least annoying. these guys are ranking all the shows, all 500,000. And in all the world. 
and in all the world. So all the shows in all the world, even the ones that are defunct, like your, I mean, like, you know, some poor yoga schmuck is never going to get to number one because Elsie, <laughs> even though she hasn't done a show in four years, is still getting hundreds and thousands of downloads a month. Not hundreds and thousands. Okay, dude, okay, but, but a lot. Whatever. A lot more than, I mean, a lot for somebody who hasn't published an episode in yeah, four years. Okay, lot. There's yeah. a lot of people who want to get my download numbers and they're working their tushies off to do that, and I'm doing nothing. So I Let's get see it. See if Lady Business Radio is in there. Nope. I won. It's not. It's just all up in your Lady Business is in there, but not. But that's crazy. I know that's so cool. But all. But I mean, I, I, I like these rankings. I that- wonder if that means that they don't pick your show if um if it's either not getting enough or mm. if it's old. Like, did you look up Elsie's yoga feed? No, because I was just using... Elsie's yoga class is in there. Is it? Okay, yeah. of course it is. What am I ranking? Hang on, it's it's doing its thing. Okay. Uh, you are 41 in Apple <gasps> Podcasts in the United Kingdom under health and alternative health. Look at that. That's pretty good for not publishing anything for four years. Wow, that's amazing. Hold on. You're number three in Apple <gasps> Podcasts in Taiwan in health and alternative health. What? You're number six in Apple Podcasts in Hong Kong. You're wow. famous in you're Asia. Number seven in South Korea in Apple Podcasts. You're number oh nine God. in Apple Podcasts in Spain. I need to move to Asia. I'm number nine in Spain. Wait, That's and you crazy, broke the man. top ten in. You're number ten in Switzerland. Wow, that's crazy. Right, I should definitely put out more shows. That is crazy. No, you shouldn't. Should you? I don't know. But I mean, come on, I'm famous. I know. You're something all right. <laughs> well, you are a Hall of Fame podcaster. I mean <laughs> I feel that makes me sad. I mean, there, it makes me feel a little bit sad because it's like seriously, I have not touched that website nor done anything for four years. And yet What's fun that. is that you can put any show in here. I'm enjoying that. And you can see how where they're doing. So like let's put oh, in like this. So that you chicks. can't lie. Right? You can't so, lie. That's you can't exactly lie. Right. Like somebody can just look at your stuff and be like, no, dude, you are not. Yep. But just the fact that She Podcast is ranked at least a tiny little bit more than the feed and that they're back but to like, back. But like I just like looked really- up the Biz Chicks podcast. She's doing very well. Yeah, it's kind of fun, right? You can just yeah, pick totally cool. a bunch of shows. Hold on. I want to look, look up somebody. Who else can we look up? Who can we I look up? Know. Let's look up the um, Sleep With Me podcast because I love that dude. All right. Okay. Sleep with me podcast. The podcast that puts you to sleep. Let's see. Number two in health, alternative health for the United States. Number wow. twelve. Number twelve in health. Number one in Apple Podcasts UK Health Alternative Health. Oh my number, god. Number three in UK Health. Number one in Ireland and number one in Australia for alternative health. That is awesome. It's crazy. That's that's amazing. Good for him. It's so cool. I love it. I love it. I Who love else it. can we spy on? Who else? Who else? Well, Who else? We, we are, dude, we're going over here. It's All time right. for us okay. to just be okay. quiet now. All right. Okay. Well, are we done? No, you still wanted to talk about the Weird Wild Show of the Week. Are we, I think just I'm... tell them about the damn show. It'll take All right. two seconds. All right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Now we've do... teased it. We have to. Weird and wild. Weird and wild. Weird and wild. Show of the week. So these are like the like these are the um, best type of shows that I love to see out there, and I immediately texted Jessica, and I'm like, "This show sounds like something that you would do." Someday um, I probably will. And it it is actually this is a from an article from the standard.co.uk and the title is "Dead Funny: The Woman Breaking the Grief Taboo Through Podcasting." And so essentially, what she does is she just talks about grief. It's called the Grief Cast, and the reason that I thought that this was super resonant is because that this is true. This is something that a lot of people don't really know how to talk about. And grief is something that is prevalent, obviously, in our culture. There's many times that we lose loved ones as a surprise or have lost a child before they are born, if you will, like a miscarriage or you, you know, have a surprise and your mom and dad dies or for whatever reason and with in our lives, we might have grief and we don't really know how to deal with it. I think as a society, there's a lot that is mentioned, I think, inside of this of this article, as well as another article that I, I don't know if you've seen it, Jess, about the impact of losing a parent. 
Mm. Um, and, and what that does to your mental health. It's really interesting because of a lot of like not losing a parent in terms of like, like, let's say I know that you lost your, your mom, but you were older. But what that impact is when you're a child and you lose your your parent and mm. and what that does to you essentially for the rest of your life and in the way that your brain chemistry works and all this kind of stuff. It's really intriguing. So anyway, when it comes to grief, I think that there are a lot of nuances that we don't talk about. And she actually does it in a really wonderful way because of the mix of humor and emotion. And I think that that's really where the balance is with a lot of these conversations. And I know that just you do this really, really well, where you can have all the feels and at the same time, bring the lightness to it or bring the humor to it so that we can't, we don't really get stuck. Because <laughs> that's my, the grief cast for me would be me crying every episode, like nonstop. Versus with you, you would probably, you know, you, you bring a little bit of the levity of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's a little different of a situation, but it's funny because she says in the article, over time, she became the go-to grief girl. And I'm totally right. the go-to grief girl, not just among my friends. Like people who know me send their grieving parents or parents mm. uh, whose kids are missing or addicted or getting sober. They all talk to me about it. And it's great, actually. Well, let me rephrase that. It's not great. Right, but right. it is – I'm honored to be able to help. And actually, I don't even know if I told you this yet. I did tell you this yesterday. I just got accepted into a program that will teach me and certify me as a practitioner in a program called Life Reentry, which is basically figuring out yourself after you've gone through a horrible loss. So it's basically like how to, it's done by our mutual friend, Christina Rasmussen, who wrote a book called Second First, which is about all the first times you do things after the person dies. So this is the first time we've had Christmas without this person. This is the first time we've gone to eat a hot dog without this person. Um, and the book turned into a class helping people go through this process. It is all based on brain science, which is why I absolutely love it. Because, yeah, of course, there's grieving and crying. But it's also, first of all, as a practitioner, when people do send their people to me, I'll know what to say because I'll know medically what they're going through. And I won't have to relate purely on my own misery, which is what's hurting me now mm. is that like, when I have to relate to people, I'm always just like, dude, I know how it feels. It sucks. And all I have to give them is my empathy, but no knowledge. So I feel like if I could have the knowledge, first of all, it would help so many more people in a more productive way. But also, I think it would help me go through it too because then I'll understand oh my brain's just doing this I'll allow it to happen rather than be like why am I having an identity crisis you know what I mean Correct. so so I'm really <laughs> excited about it even though it's like I'm so excited to help people who are it sounds weird but I'm excited about it um because I totally get that and yeah I do think there's something there is something about when a parent dies because my mother died and I had an identity crisis then because you think I want to be just like her. I don't want to be anything like her or I want her death to me. First of all, in both cases, I've wanted their death to mean something. So I've changed something in order to honor what they went through or what they meant or lived for. I don't know. It's weird. But um, I don't know. Maybe part, maybe that whole thing, maybe both those things happen so that I could find my thing, which is maybe it's this. I don't know. So, yes, I would like I've always wanted to do a show like this. I know she's. I'm not going to copy it. I'm sure she's doing a wonderful job. I would probably be more apt to do one about addiction than just grief itself because those are the topics that really still are pissing me off. Like the grief part is a secondary to the fact that like she probably wasn't in a place that, you know, like she went and told her halfway house that she had relapsed and they were like, do you have any more drugs? And she said, no. So they were like, okay, well, if you feel like doing it again, just do X, Y, and Z, and then sent her home. She should have gone to a detox right away. Right. Anyway, there's just so many. So and th many and that's, that's yep. just the one that killed her. There are so many times mm -hmm. people were just like, okay, you're cool. See ya. And she was not cool. Yeah. You know, so those are the kinds of the things I would like, because I, I want to help people through that stuff too because it's so complicated and hard also i think i know i'm going on now elsie's getting antsy but i'm just gonna <laughs> now i'm just gonna add this and then i'm gonna let it go the one of the reasons i want to do it and focus on grieving parents is because 
there is a level to when your child or when anyone you love dies of an overdose um, that other people who are grieving don't deal with. And that is relief and then guilt. Right. All the guilt. First of all, guilt that you're relieved, but then also guilt that you couldn't help or you couldn't save them. Or I mean, I've been through, I have been ripping myself apart for sleep training her when she was eight months old. Yeah. Like that might have caused borderline personality. Who the fuck knows? So there's a whole level of it that I think you don't have to deal with when your parent just gets sick and dies. That just happens because it happens, you know. Anyway, so enough about that. I will let you guys go because I know Elsie is like peeing in her pants to stop because we're over an hour. And so everything will implode if we don't get off the fucking phone. So come on, gotta go, because even though this is a podcast, it's very strict and important that we stick to the 60 minute no longer regimen, even though what we teach is let it be whatever you want it to be. It's about you and your kind. No, no, no. This is it. Gotta go. Peace out, motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, I gotta hold on to some kind of control over here. Something. Well done. I gotta well done, set LC. my boundaries. I am just clear. What do you say? It. You know those people who are like the coaches, like Randy Buckley, who is like a boundary coach. What is she? Yes, boundary. That's yes. what she does. Coaches, yes. Right. So this is my boundary. Okay. I'll I'm, just say this. I'm though, my boundary right now. Who's listening to this is thinking, yes, good luck trying to control Jessica. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> But I have a boundary and we try to stick to it. And I, I, I am tell you about it, it all the time. I am respecting it. So. But also I know that our content, no matter how long it goes on, is fascinating. <laughs> you are correct. You are correct. <laughs> all right. Goodbye, all right, everyone. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find us on ShePodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ShePodcasts. Please join our group. It is free. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash she podcast. We have a free little tutorial in there about how to get started if you're thinking about getting started. So check it out. Um, thank you always to John at Audio Editing Solutions. He is the best editor ever. In the ever. world. If you want to catch Elsie on her other show, it's the feed. Go to Lipson.com. Check it out. I'm going to be... Uh, I actually do another show with John called Brilliant Observations, and I am putting education up in something called Podcast Success Academy. Check that out, podcastsuccessacademy.com forward slash Jess, so you can see my pretty face when you get in there instead of Mark Asquith. That is it. I think we have said all the things. Oh, we have email us if you would like feedback at shepodcast.com. That's right. Give us feedback, yo. Thank you, guys. Okay, see ya. Love you. Mean it. Bye. That's it. Just getting into it.